Hey, I'm not wearing any pants, by the way. I'll stay no. seated. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're not the only one. On. That's right. CNN, they don't wear pants either when they were reporting from home. They got busted. What's up? This is Rat Sal Review. Welcome to the show. Today we are joined by um, John Adams. Love and War. From, exactly, yes, guys. John Adams and Donnie. Donnie, what was your last name again? Bragg, B-R-A-G-G, Bragg. Johnny Bragg from the band Love and War. And hello, Lou, by the way. Nice to see you. Cheers. <laughs> How you doing? We haven't done a show in like two weeks, so this is, uh, we're trying to, we're now we're restarting again almost, I feel like. But uh, Yeah, Wayne, why'd you have to get married on your anniversary two weeks ago? How dare you take a day off for you and your family? Shame on you, sir. <laughs> There's no days off in rock and roll. There you will work not. hard. You will. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so welcome, guys. Thank you for coming on the show. And thank uh, you for having us. Thank yeah, you. no problem. And uh, like Lou mentioned to you before we started the show, uh, I, I really love the album, too. Um, this album actually came out in 2000, uh, 2020, right? Uh, edge did. of the yeah. edge of the world, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, the, the, the bizarre thing that happened for us, we released it in February of 2020. Okay. And really, the big COVID thing hit like a, within like a month later. Nah. You know, and when, whenever we released it, things were kicking great, man. I mean, we had, uh, we were selling records in uh, Italy and Australia. Um, you know, we had, we had been, of course, had helped put us put it out there and we had been giving a uh, some files before it was released for people at some radio stations. And then we were getting bombarded, uh, you know, in, in quite a few different countries, even in Japan. And uh, we were selling really good COVID hit and everything just shut down. Yeah. We had, we had a lot of, a uh, lot of good CD release uh, shows coming up. We were supposed to do Jackal. We were supposed to do, uh, I believe Ace Freely. Uh, that's finally going to happen in about a week and a half. Right. Yeah, we're, we're um, doing the show with Ace Freely in a, in a week and a half, and and this has been postponed what two or three times over yeah, the last yeah. several years. So finally, it's going to happen. Yeah, so. it was it was uh, it really knocked us down. I mean, the the album strong, uh, but you know, I mean, you can't you can't underestimate the co- power of COVID. Apparently, right. yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It, it fucked everything up. Yes, it caught did. it twice. I know. <laughs> yeah, they only had it once, oh. and, and actually, I just got a phone call from my son's school. He was near somebody that has COVID. So now, oh, no. my, now my wife's freaking out. I'm like, oh, nice on you, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully it'll stay isolated. Nobody will yeah, be sick. I think so. I'm not too worried about it. So That's all right, Wayne. I'll be the new host of Rod Side Review, the high supreme <laughs> muckety muck of this He's great network. Back, man. You can have it. You got to oh, no, the- I don't. Yeah, I got his back. All right. <laughs> uh, you can pay all the bills, too. Oh, yeah. Um, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. We're going pirate, baby. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, Love and War has been around for actually a, a quite a while since I think around 2000, you guys got together, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, it was basically, we started it off of a, uh, a reunion we had for a band I had in the 90s, early 90s. Less that, correct? That, yeah. And uh, we were together for six years and then we kind of went our separate ways and then we decided to get the band back together again and we did a reunion and we knew we couldn't go on under that name and uh you know we just came we came up with love and war and then of course there was been some member changes and with our with our current lineup it's been uh 12 years yeah wow, wow. i've been in am- the band i've been in the band since uh the end of 2004 i believe 2004 and yeah that um i came in a couple of months after i parted ways with asriel's bane but you know it just seemed like a natural fit cuz cuz me and john have a we have a tribute band, a UFO oh. tribute band that we've been oh, yeah. in for since 2000. We yeah. have a band called Lights Out. And, ah, uh, sweet Jesus. UFO is oh, one of my favorite bands ever. We, oh, we just we do per, uh, uh, Strangers in the Night in its entirety. And then we do stuff on Walk on Water right. and, uh, you know, some some good classic uh, uh, Shanker as well. So. so you cover the Chapman era, too. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Not yeah. so much as not as much as the Shanker era, but you know, I mean, what can you say about Shanker? We love Shanker. Yeah. And we, we love Chapman, but yeah, we, we did a, we were doing a couple of Chapman songs uh, and uh, we haven't done them lately because most stuff we've been doing lately when we play, is just the Shanker stuff, but we're going to be bringing it back. Very cool. I'll tell you how crazy of a UFO fan I am. I love the album Misdemeanor. So, oh yeah. yeah. Oh hell yeah. Nice. Misdemeanor is a good record. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually hoping to interview Atomic Tommy M one day, him and I are Facebook oh, yeah. friends and uh, nice. I invited him. But, uh, you know, he, he's busy. He actually still pursues music as That's a full-time good, career, as a musician and as a music wow. teacher. And uh, he still looks the same. <laughs> he has Does he really? That's, cr- of That's it. crazy. But uh, I wanted to ask you, the, the reason why you decided to pursue under a different name, under Love and War, as opposed to Lestat, was it a matter of uh, trademark issues? Or was it just um, sort of like to honor past bandmates that weren't involved this time? Well, pretty much for us... You know, it was pretty much my idea. Um, it was kind of something that we had. We'd been there, done that. You know what I mean? And the whole idea of the reunion thing was just a reunion of the guys, not of the name. You know what I mean? It was just to see what would happen, see if the chemistry was still there. And then, uh, you know, talk about writing some new material and everything. But it, it was just one of those things, you know, we just wanted to keep it behind us, start something fresh, you know. So we just came up with the name Love and War and... Uh, and moved on from there. And of course that uh, initial lineup didn't last very long, except for me and Jeff, the singer, where we've been playing together since, you know, we were fresh out of high school. We, we go way back. It's a cool acronym. If you think about it. Yeah. Law. (laughs) (laughs) They are law. (laughs) Maybe another, uh, a band name changer. Uh, But before uh, you were going to talk about the band, uh, I have, I just got this UFO. Somebody was uh, getting rid awesome. of some CDs, and it's a it's, it's a best of yeah, it's yeah, a best of yeah, yeah. I have that I do yeah. too yeah. yeah. Oh, that's not an album. Of no, it's not. A, but it's the only it's the only one I have. So you know, I, I just kind of started getting into UFO because I that that's like a band that I, I should have listened to years ago, and I just never did for some reason. Oh, you have got you have got a lot of uh, catching of, up catching yeah, up. So. Yeah. Their library is extensive, and uh, there's some great music, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you'll like Andy Parker as a drummer, Wayne. He's got a great groove and he's got great tempo. So he's absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I would say so. (laughs) Wayne and he's a drummer, (laughs) right? All right, I'll take your word for it. Um, So uh, you guys released an album, I believe, in 2012, right? Uh, It's called Up the Annie. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was a collection of songs that uh, we had started writing, really, pretty much from, from the first inception of the band in 2000 and uh you know we've had band cha- band member changes really m- the bulk of those songs were written when donnie joined the band uh in 2004 we had several opportunities to go in the studio and never really conspired and so we uh you know finally you know whenever we got ray in the band in uh, 2010 the band was sounded better than ever and said okay we got to get this band in the studio and then that's uh, when we went in yeah <clears throat> and then from two- from 2012 onward you know, really not a whole lot was going on. I mean, we were doing a lot of warm-ups for a lot of national acts and stuff. Uh, and um, we never really figured, hey, what are we going to do? You know, we were writing songs and everything. And then finally, you know, it was just, we're just dragging it on. So we got to get, we got to get in the studio, get in the studio. And so mm-hmm. that's when we did the edge of the world thing. Of course, mm-hmm. that's, that took almost three years to record, believe it or not. Oh, really? Oh yeah, I mean we're we're the new Def Leppard. Come on, three years. <laughs> Actually, I, three I years is nothing. Though. <laughs> I think we're kind. Of, I think we're kind of rivaling Boston a little bit. <laughs> well, well, the reason why that happened is we recorded it in uh, Arcadia Valley, Missouri, with our current guitar player Greg Gill that joined our band, and he owns Endeavor Studios. He's been a longtime friend of ours. He was our co-producer, engineer, and. Uh, so because it's an 11 and a half hour drive, a two hour, you know, flight to St. Louis, you know, literally months would go by where we wouldn't get anything done, you know, mm-hmm. and his schedule, you know, he was a teacher, uh, his, you know, and then with the band he was in and everything. So that's why it took out, you know, if we were to go in the studio and just stay there, like a lot of bands had, or, or, or you know, just do a daily thing, I, you know, it probably would have taken us probably about five months, maybe four or five right, months. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it should be noted that Greg also uh, was our producer on Up the Annie. He was, and yes. that's the whole reason why we we went up to 
Arcadia, uh, Missouri, because he did such a good job on the first record. We did. We wanted to keep that continuity. If it yeah. All yeah. Yeah. You already felt comfortable with him. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. He was, he was a long, he was lived in Houston for quite some time. And um, he did many, many bands. He did the, the first, uh, first and second uh, Azrael's Bane records. Hmm. Yeah. So, he owned a studio here, uh, him and Bobby Blotzer from rat owned a studio called diamond recording studios and they were partners in it. And uh, uh, Bob was living here in Houston for a while. And it, that, all of that flaked out and, and Blotzer bailed, went back to LA and, uh, and everything fell apart for Greg. And, you know, probably within six months, that's when he packed up and moved to Missouri, brought his family up there. So. Got it. Lots of bailing doesn't sound like anything new. We've read stories on Blabbermouth. We know all about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see those names quite often. Uh, listening to the, the new album, though, I hear a lot of, um, and I see, I think you're wearing an Aerosmith shirt, right? If I, I am. Yeah. Aerosmith is the greatest American rock and roll band. And I don't I'm know. Hoping, He's wearing a And I'm hoping shirt. Ace Freely isn't watching because we're going to be opening for him in, uh, you know, in a week and a half. <laughs> he might be very happy. I he think. might say the same thing. Wait a second. Too. Check out my shirt. I've got yeah. a... Chris, uh, Kiss Army crew, uh, a buddy of mine who's, who's a stage tech, gave me the shirt last summer. I, and well, I had to wear it in honor of Ace, obviously. <laughs> of course, he's a New York boy, right? Right, of course. <laughs> and so were we, actually. Yeah, uh, you're in upstate New York. We're at in uh, no, upstate we're on Long Island. Yeah. No, Long Island. You're in Long Island. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. cool. Can't you tell by our horrible accents? <laughs> it's not that bad. I've heard a lot worse. Well, you know, we've got Texas accents, so. Yeah. There you go. Hey, hey. Some guys we don't mess with Texas. Worse, y'all, so. <laughs> Texas, the great state. I used to live in Jersey. Ray Vaughan. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Uh, so yeah, I, I hear, I do hear some Aerosmith influence in in the music, and I I also hear, um, I heard a little bit of Iron Maiden ish type stuff uh, in the guitars, yeah. but then I also kind of heard like war- on the, the final song, I hear like a lot of um, like a Warrant type influence as well. It could be, you know, honestly, you know that it's real evident on the record and, mm. you, know, you know writing all the music and everything and, and half the lyrics it's kind of like everything that has inspired me and, and you can definitely hear my the inspiration i've had over the years and yeah. all my favorite guitar players and everything so i mean uh it, it's it was definitely not an attempt to try to do some anything groundbreaking it was just music from the heart you know right. what i mean yep. so you, you you definitely hear the influences here the yeah, definitely. The stuff we love to play, absolutely. Yeah. We love to listen to. Yeah. And we were I hoping. Actually, oh, sorry. No, I, was, I was just going to say, and we were hoping that that would, you know, channel into a lot of different people because there's a lot of people that are, that are hungry for that music, and it's not. You don't really hear a lot of new music anymore, even though if it sounds like something you've heard before, you know, I would rather hear something like that. You know, right. that, that that carries somebody carrying the torch the music that I grew up with and I love so much, you Absolutely. know what I mean? Cause right now, I mean, you know, there's really, there's not enough of it. And I would right. love to hear a lot more bands to get out of the tribute mode. Mm-hmm. Cause everybody, you know, I know great musicians here in Houston that used to be in original bands and they're, they're, they're in, uh, you know, tribute bands now because right. nobody wants to write, you know, music or, or try to do anything original. And plus that's, you know, that's where the money is when you get right exactly. down here, and especially yeah. down yeah. here in Houston right now. Oh, We've who got... needs the money? Come on, write the music. <laughs> <damn it. laughs> get a real job and then, you know, write your own. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Remember, creativity and monetary success in the music industry are mutually exclusive. Remember that's that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Just put it out there. Let the world hear it. And if they like it, the money will come. Yeah. But I, I couldn't help but hear, and you may think I'm crazy for saying this, but I heard um, Styles as eclectic as Dokken and Saxon in your music. Well, the Dokken is definitely there. George Lynch is one of my favorite guitar players, along with, of course, Michael Shanker. Uh, yeah, you're and I mean that as a compliment, by the way, okay, not yeah, as disparaging. Uh, Especially on on um, We All Fall Down. I mean, and it, it's kind of there a little bit intentional because uh, it, it was a kind of a, kind of a way of. Uh, of again carrying the torch of that type of music but yeah it's definitely there there's there there you can hear it in it, a little bit of everything you can tell uh my influences absolutely oh, trust me a big this, smile came across my face yeah. when i heard that i was like yeah well you know you'd be surprised how many people have really embraced that that's like oh wow well, this sounds a little bit like this or this sounds a little bit like that you know i wish you know that it doesn't that it didn't sound like anything at all but unfortunately 
all of the bands that we love so much, you know, they're, we're all kind of sharing the same kind of sound, you know, you know, there, there are a few handful of those bands that are completely groundbreaking, of course, but you know, there's a lot of bands that are just kind of, you know, carrying the torch and uh, you know, we're, we're one of them. Yeah. The, the, the Saxon, <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment because Saxon Nigel, is great. Nigel Glocker yeah. has always been one of my, my favorite drummers. I mean, the guy is, I think he's pushing 70 or something like that. And he still kills, you know, Oh, yeah, I just saw Saxon open up for Priest four years ago on St. Oh, Patrick's Day of all days. Oh, and, uh, hell yeah. I, I tell you, that there's no slowing down that band. And you can yeah. tell they still enjoy what they do because of how well they played. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with borrowing influence from oh, bands no. that I, I think I, I think it's 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 wrong when you blatantly rip them rip them off. But if Absolutely. you take influence from like all your best the bands that meant something to you growing up. And you kind of throw it in that proverbial blender, and then you come yeah. out with an album as great as this. It makes yeah. it sound original. I'm telling you, this sounded like a freaking 16 ounce steak on top of a freaking plate with, you know, like the the fixings. I mean, the asparagus and the mashed potatoes. Yeah. That's how meaty, juicy this album sounded. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of production put into it, and uh, you know, we did a lot of a uh, lot of guitar overdubs, and uh, we we spent a lot. Obviously, we spent a lot of time on it. That's, you know, over the course of two and a half years, whatever, um, we did a lot on the whole production end of it. And then on, on the mix down process and everything, we took our time. Uh, and, you know, between all the overdubs on the vocals and the guitars and everything, there's big production. That it's, gives us that really full sound. It shows. I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah. get the production on it is great. You know, I, I Wayne, you know how I feel about over compression on music. Oh, yeah. It drives me absolutely yeah, crazy. Me yeah. This sounds like it breathes. So that's great. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. Thank yeah, you. And you know that because me, actually, me and Lou uh, do music together too. We've been doing cover songs, but we're not getting paid to do them. But uh, you know, when, <laughs> when uh, we send our it's stuff, the labor of love. Yeah, when we send Absolutely. our stuff to get mixed, you know, and stuff like that, I like them to feel real. You know, I don't like it to feel yeah. so compressed and so put together like perfectly. I just like everything to feel natural and real. So. And that's yeah, what we are in music. So we are in the middle of recording original material right now. Yes, I are. finally got around to it. So that's great. Well, you know, you mentioned a labor of love and that's what it's been for all of us because, you know, obviously there's no money, you know, and uh, making that album really it cost me a fortune. But for me, you know, it's it's something that I would have never thought twice about because, again, mm-hmm. it's something I love to do and uh, it's something that, you know, I, I'll do it again if I, if I could. You know, I don't know if I'll ever make any of it back. It doesn't really matter. You know, I just want to put something good out there and I want people to enjoy it. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, it'll it'll still continue to do well. We're, we just uh, signed w- uh, a distribution deal with uh, uh, Animated Insanity Records out of uh, the Albany area of New York. And uh, we're going to get uh, European distribution through No Dust Records in Sweden. So hopefully, and this is all happening right now, they're going to take our first record and the new one, and they're going to make a two CD set with a 12 page booklet. And uh, hopefully, I think by the time we have a show with Zebra coming up in July, we're thinking it's going to be released. So, so fingers crossed, I'll make sure you guys get a copy. Completely. You know, just for if anything, just just so you can bring in your CD collection back there with this amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, this I, I, don't, I don't think you have enough CDs. I don't. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I have a little space left on the bottom back there somewhere. <laughs> I'll be filled up in a day. Anyway, yeah. if you can see this, oh, like yeah. so you know, <laughs> that's that's worth a lot more than my CD. Collection. Heaven, yeah. I'm in heaven. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. What was I going to say though? I. I have to ask because I know in New York, Wayne and I, we were drove, driven batshit crazy with the whole, you know, pay to play thing out on Long yeah. Island clubs. Does Texas have that problem too? Um, well, <clears throat> I mean, I think you can get it. You can get gigs, but you won't get paid anything. Um, I don't see a lot of it where you have to pay to play. Um, now, like for us, for example, you know, we're in really t- one of my best friends is a, a big promoter here in town and we will do a lot of shows. He'll put us in front of some great acts and everything, but, you know, we'll do it for next to nothing because, you know, it's the, the promotion alone being like, say, opening up for Night Ranger or somebody is priceless. You can't, you know, so if he says we don't have any money in it, he says, who cares? Come on, we're opening for Night Ranger in front yeah. of 3000 people, you know, but well, we, we never have to pay to play. I mean, we haven't seen that down here. We've uh, we've also this guy is also um, 
been very helpful in getting us a lot of really cherry gigs. Uh, we've done UFO three times, we've done Michael Shanker twice, we've done Y&T, Queensryche, Queensryche uh, uh, Rat, Tesla, uh, just to name a few. And of course, that's great exposure. We get a little bit of money, but you know, I mean, it, it's kind of a full circle thing for us because these are bands that I cut my musical teeth on and used to play uh, in, in cover bands when I was first starting out. So I, we get to do shows with these guys and I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and a big shout out to our friend, John Escamilla with yeah, Jet Speed Entertainment. Absolutely. John, love you brother. And, um, you know, if he would have said, well, the auction is there. If you want this gig, you got to pay to do it. We would have done, it. Yeah. but we haven't run across it. And I, I don't know anybody else that's doing anything either where they have to do the pay-to-play thing. Mm-hmm. I know they do it out in L.A., I've heard. Uh, so obviously they do it in New York, but yeah. I haven't seen it yet down here. Well, hopefully it stays that way. Uh, since, you yeah, play hey, with, since you play with Queensryche, what do you think of Todd Latour? Or, that or was Todd the Latour version of, there. yeah, that was obviously the version we played. I think he's amazing. Yeah. I really do. And he's a great guy, uh, you know, and he uh, his voice is fantastic. And uh, all the guys were great. I, actually, uh, Michael Wilton, uh Played uh, my black Les Paul that's hanging up there. Oh, really? 1976, I have. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah. He asked if he could play it, and I was like, "Yes, like hell yeah, you could play my guitar, dude." Shit, five hundred dollars. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we also got to do a um, couple. I guess about a month, maybe six uh, weeks later, we got to do play with Jeff Tate's versions of Queens Rike that was oh. going around. I guess 2014, 2015, yeah. something like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we <laughs> don't ask the question, Wayne. No, 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 don't, do don't do it. <laughs> you know, actually, um, in that time era when we did Todd Latore's version and we saw Tate's version, I think Latore's voice was better. Mm. And, you know, you know, back in the day, Tate's obviously was. Right. Yeah. But I think you know, in 2014, his voice wasn't up to par and he wasn't belting out everything like Latore was. And Latore just killed him. Yeah. And, he's a, and, and he, not to mention, he's a badass drummer, too. Oh, he's yeah. Over. Yeah. He did that whole last album. That did. Yeah, so, yeah. He took over. He took over Tate and Rockefeller's positions. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, at least there wasn't any spitting going on, right? Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, oh man. Oh, you really are. Uh, but uh yeah i'm thank you for answering that question without us having to nudge nudge wink yeah. wink you so you <laughs> absolutely know. yeah they they knew where we were going with it i guess oh yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh i can't believe that uh you guys are gonna be opening up for zebra i know randy jackson very well and no yeah. way and i'm not talking about american idol randy jackson's dog <laughs> uh, please i I've, I've opened up for randy many times when i was a. Uh, Bassist, keyboardist in a Rush tribute band, so I know what you're talking about. Oh, but very cool! Much respect. Please, please give Randy my best when you see him. If oh, I know. will, absolutely, Lou, you got it. Yeah, we. Uh, you know, the first time I ever saw Zebra was 1979, and I was in high school, and uh, they played nothing but Led Zeppelin and Rush, and they played a couple of original songs. Mm-hmm. And what the Zeppelin and the Rush they did, they just killed it. I mean, oh, nobody yeah. was doing that back then like they were doing it. Yeah. They still kill it. Yeah, they yeah. still do. Absolutely. Yeah. But to see them evolve, and then, you know what, several years later when the first record came out, and then they were selling out everywhere down here. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're just four hours or five hours away from New yeah. Orleans. So they, they play here a lot. Yeah, they should have been bigger than they were as far as absolutely. I mean, right. yeah. yeah right. The talent pool in that band, the songwriting skill, the performances. I mean, yeah. Not yeah. to mention it's a three piece band. I mean, you know, there's, there's, uh, last time I saw them, I was, right before COVID hit. And I mean, they still all had it. Um, you know, we've had several chances to do shows with them, but through, you know, one thing or another happening and um, it, it never happened until now. And it's another full circle thing for me because first time that I was legal to go out to a bar and go drink, one of the first bands I ever saw was was, uh, was Zebra at the Agora Ballroom. Oh yeah. These guys opened up with Spirit of Radio. Yeah, they did. Oh, wow. And it yeah. was, and I, yeah. it blew my mind. And then they went into the the rain song from Zeppelin right after that. Yeah. So, you know, one of the first bands I ever got to see as a legal drinker. Now I get to do a show with them. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get I, that. I, I have a funny Randy Jackson story. So, um, 
I, he was, we were playing a show with him at uh, Napper Tandy's in Miller Place. And oh, really? uh, my wife, Erin, is there with me. This was way before our daughter was born. And um, so Randy and I are talking and like, you know, I'm helping him with sound check or whatever. So he goes on stage. I'm relaxing. He gets off. I'm ready to go on stage. Him and my wife are having dinner. And I go to him. I'm like, Randy, should I be concerned? And he's like, no, 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 no we're fine. <laughs> we had a good laugh about it. But uh, su- such a sweet, sweet guy. I mean, I really can't is. And that yeah. first Zebra album meant the world to me growing oh, up. You know? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. 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 I, that no thing, I, I wore several copies of that one out. Yeah. For sure. Wow. We actually got to play with him. He did a, a, a solo thing. And he just went up with an acoustic guitar here at a, at a club and I called BFE. And uh, remember, we got to we got to open up for him. Yeah, yeah, we did. So, that was that was pretty him cool. doing an acoustic thing. So that, it was really kind of cool. And he was just a super nice guy. You know? Oh, yeah. It was, all, it was almost zebra. But, you know, it, yeah, we, you know, <laughs> was, hey, I'll take it. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, Donnie, since you're a drummer, uh, who influenced you to play drums? Well, I got to say, it's got to be John Bonham. Uh, John, I got to see the song remains the same when I was very young and I was already a big Zeppelin fan, but you know, whenever they, they did, um, whenever he did Moby Dick, I was like, mom, uh, can I have a drum set please? (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, uh, bottom was, was the first influence. Then obviously the goat came right after that. And, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But I I've, like I've his a, style. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's he was okay, you know. <laughs> he was uh, he was in uh, some band that are right. To be honest with you, most uh, most of the most of my influences have been more European or British, uh, less things from from Judas Priest, mm-hmm. um, Clive Burr from from uh, Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden yeah, uh, you know the list goes on and on. Obviously, I mentioned Nigel Glockner uh, earlier, but um and i hope that comes out in my playing I, when you go back and listen to it i hope you can you know hear some of those influences uh one of our songs strange kind of medicine i really tried to to put a bottom feel in there because it's mm. it's kind of swampy and bluesy and everything like that and i i just felt like like putting a style towards that song just it just fit you know, and to this day, I mean, I, I when I listen to it, I'm I'm pretty happy with what I laid down. You know, yeah, 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 very cool. Yeah, when I listen to it again, I'll, I'll definitely keep that more in mind. But uh, yeah, I love your drumming is awesome, and um, and I lo- I love the flow of the album too. And I do like the one thing I do like is which a lot of bands don't do these days is all your songs are different. They're not. It's yeah. not all. It's not like I'm listening to the same song over and over and over again. There's yeah. a, there's a different feel and there's different. Um, you know, like you said, like different influences that you that you have, and and that shows in every single song. So it's a great album to listen to all the way through, and it's not something you get bored with. And it's not a long album either. It's what is it like forty forty five minutes or so, maybe? Yeah, I think there's no nine songs on there. Yeah. So uh, you know, and that, by the way, that was that's kind of done intentional because uh, I'm very cautious about when I when I'm writing uh, on the music end of it, not to have songs sound a lot alike. Yeah. And if I do, I, I'll just put them aside you know right. what i mean and so i always try to, to do something that's different and uh yeah and, and you know, hopefully up, up, the ante, up the ante is is the same way too i mean uh if you go back and listen to that i don't know if you have a copy or not but yeah it ben sent it to are, me but he sent it to me yesterday and i'm like i can't listen to all these right now so yeah right. <laughs> but i will get to that one <laughs> unfortunately it's not available on itunes yeah it's not um, up the ante it's not. No, I need to get it out there. Hmm. But will it be with yeah. when you're going to get it uh, on the double thing? Will it? We are out? the double thing, yeah. which will be coming out in a couple months. So I'll yeah. make sure you yeah. guys get, get it. Let's keep yeah. in touch. And I'll yeah. make sure you guys get it. Oh. I'll need to get. I'll send you an email or whatever. Uh, give me you guys' email address, and I'll mail them to you. Right. Will that be uploaded as well, though, for streaming? Do you know or? Uh, well, I'll have to talk to the to uh, to Joe with uh, in, insane animosity and uh, uh, and see. I don't, I don't know if they plan on streaming it or not. So okay, are they going to do different artwork or anything for? It? Are you going to keep it with the uh, the airplane? Because uh, yeah, well, the artwork uh, is killer on the LP. Yeah. yeah, my brother did that. He he's an artist. Um, if there's going to be a variation of it, it's going to be really similar. Similar. It's not going to be the exact one, but it's going to be. A... Oh, everybody froze. Not me. Oh, not you. Okay, just them. Thank God. 
There we go. There we go. I, I'm so sorry, John. <laughs> you froze when you were saying that. Could you repeat that again, please? Okay. Yeah. We're he, the guy. Uh, he's going to do a variation of it. It's still going to have the airplane and stuff, but he says he's going to kind of tool around with it a little bit just to make it look where it's not the exact same thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there'll be a variation of it. And there's an airplane on the on the first record right, too. Yeah, Wanted yeah. to keep that yeah. that continuity. And, yeah. and a good friend of ours, an artist, uh, Dave Foreman, is the one who who did that. And he also does my drum, my bass drum heads, which are they're pretty awesome. Yeah, he's a, he's a really good <laughs> artist as well. Yeah. yeah. Now, is the airplane going to be some kind of theme with every single album cover, or is that just well, uh, random? And are you going to do Bomber by Motorhead one day? If that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, you know, the, the the whole plane thing, it ended up being intentional. It wasn't, you know, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do with the second record. And we all had decided, well, let's kind of keep that theme because of the whole, you know, Bomber Betty, World War II aspect of it. And uh, yeah. we decided to go ahead and keep it. And, uh, you know, our friend Dave Foreman did the first one. And then I sent, I sent the idea to my brother and uh, he kind of fiddled, fiddled it around and sent us some drafts. And, uh, and so we're kind of keeping that. Probably when we when we do our next one, there'll probably be a bomber plane in there somewhere. Or maybe we'll go to Boston route and have a spaceship or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember, it's got to be a big Texas landmark for you to be able to justify that, because that's what they did with uh, with uh, I think the second album or the third. Yeah. No, the third album, third stage. They actually had yeah. a Boston yeah. landmark as a spaceship. Right. Yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, that first album on. People didn't realize it, but those are. I was just going to say. I was just going to say that. I just found that out like a few weeks ago. (laughs) I was like, "What? (laughs) I didn't know." (laughs) Yeah, you got to look at it real close. You do, and especially now, like when everything's online, you look on your phone or 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 a CD, and it's it's so small. Like if you had the record, then then you can probably see it a little bit better. Which I don't have the record, but yeah, the Easter eggs all exploited now everywhere on the internet. Right. Yeah. But uh, there's one thing you mentioned I wanted to piggyback on about the fact that you said you only included nine songs. Yeah, it's funny. When CDs first came out, that that was 72 minutes and 80 minutes of music on one, you know, compact disc. So, you know, people did whatever they could to fill it out. That meant throw in every filler on there. I mean, I'm a huge typo negative fan. And, you know, they joke that the reason why they had 15 tracks, although not all of them were songs, were just because... They felt like, well, at least people were paying a dollar a song for the cost of each CD, so they were getting their money's worth. But yeah. t- today, it's like, you know, I'm. There's one thing I'm glad about streaming, like on iTunes or Spotify. It's that you know you can release a volume of music, have as many songs as you want on there, anywhere from five to, you know, fifteen. In your case, nine. It's like it's the quality songs. That you say, no, this is what we're going to release, and you're not ripping anyone off. And I think that's, uh, I think that's a good business plan. You know, there was three other songs that we actually recorded that didn't make the record. Yeah, uh, two original ones that we decided to scratch. We just weren't happy with the way they were coming out initially when we were writing them and rehearsing them. We said, oh yeah, you know, let's let's add them on there. But after a while, I, I just think they just didn't hold up to the other songs. Right. And then we also did our own version of "Delivering the Goods" by Judas Priest. And we've revisited that. And so what we're going to do is uh, is on the two CD compilation thing, we're adding it as a bonus track. Bonus track. Mm-hmm. I and can't wait to hear that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty that's, cool. That's, you, that, that, that's a song that uh, me and John and, and Ray just, yeah. you know, I mean, when we first started jamming together, it just, it was natural. You know, it just. Less bass, man. I mean, you yeah. know. As I love Scott Travis, but Les was the best drummer Priest ever had. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he was a monster. And your vocals are going to fit that song very well, too. I, I can't wait to hear that because uh, he, he's a very great vocalist. He's got that little a type, of, like a Grally type thing going on, but then he also does that like high kind of, you know, mm-hmm. power metal type uh, screaming type thing. So. Yeah, like he it. nails it. He does a little gonna, bit of everything. And he's, yeah. You're going to like that. You're yeah. going to like that. Yeah, you'll like it. He nailed it, man. And he did a great version of it. So. Yeah, we also put some we put some live tracks on it uh, in the background and stuff too. Maybe I shouldn't. That's a teaser. But... <laughs> we heard nothing. <laughs> I'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, Ben from uh, Online Metal Promo set this thing up. And uh, how how long have you been working with Ben? Uh probably about five years, maybe six years now. Oh wow! Okay. Oh. Yeah, and uh, right when COVID hit, 
okay, when COVID hit, it had been like four years and, you know, he gave it up, you know, decided he wasn't going to do it anymore. And then uh, I guess six, seven months ago, he called me back or sent me a message and said, Hey, I'm going to get back into it again. I'm only going to pick like 10 bands I really want to work with. And I want to work with you again. And I said, okay, you know, and so we went back at it and really needed to do it because when COVID hit, we were really riding a nice high with edge of the world. It crashed and burned, you know, and it was really a shame. And uh, so I was telling him, I said, yeah, I'll do it. You know, uh, let's give this album one more push, you know, and uh, you know, we're already kind of writing songs for the next record. And uh, we really felt that edge of the world really needed another opportunity, another push. And uh, he helped get, he got us that deal with uh, 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 animated insanity records he set that whole thing up. That's going to help us out great because that's going to give us European distribution. Yeah, yeah. And so it all it all worked out really good. So uh, I'm really thankful. We're all thankful that uh, we're able to get the record back out there one more time. Absolutely. And, uh, and yeah. see what happens. We, uh, we also have a friend here in town. He uh, works for KNAC. And he actually debuted a couple of our songs on KNAC, which, you know, that's, you know, that's that's a monolith of a, of a internet radio station. Right, right, right. Um, we we also got some uh, some local play. There's a, a small radio station down southeast of here uh, called KACC. It's uh, Alvin Community College, and our good friend Paula Gidry uh, spent a couple of days spinning our stuff. And I think we got four songs on the actual free radio. You oh, know. Wow. Um, yeah, and, was, and Ben's cool. been instrumental in in getting our stuff into what Australia, New Zealand, Greece, Spain, Japan. Japan, yeah. I mean, um, he really he's really helped us England. out a lot. He's he's got he's got a you know not any other any super big radio stations like we like we knew back in the day. A lot of them are internet underground radio stations, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've been that's really what helped uh, push the records, and we were really starting to sell really well and. Uh, and then, of course, COVID, everything crashed. But, uh, yeah, he's been instrumental in uh, making things happen for us, and we're we're very grateful. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, thank you, Ben. <laughs> yes, thanks, Ben. Hey, you mentioning all that brings you back to the days of Z-Rock, 1480 AM. Oh, that. dude, Man. you know this. Yeah. <laughs> I so miss that radio station. We've got yeah. we've got a classic rock station here in Houston. That's Who doesn't have a classic rock? <laughs> station? Oh my god! It just regurgitates That's, the same crap yeah. over and over. I over. swear to God, if I hear Freebird one more time, I'm gonna hang a hawk. <laughs> oh, kidding, man! Thank God for you know XM radio and stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, even though if you serious. listen to yeah, serious radio, even if you listen to either you know uh, Ozzy's Boneyard or Hair Nation, it it kind of just reminds me back in the day. It just seems like it's the same old song. Yeah. Like when are you going to play UFO or you know when are you going to play some loudness or when are you going to play some you know something a little bit different you know and even then there's a hotbed of new talent out there. I mean your band. I mean Wayne is. I'm a huge uh, fan of bands like Animals as Leaders and Periphery. You know uh, bands that are innovative in their approach to hard rock and metal and progressive music. And it's like you know I mean aside from like their following it's and you know the fact that their following is enough to give them strong first week sales but then the next week you got cardi d back on the uh, you know, know. top 10 well, so it's, it's like too bad know. it's too bad like like serious radio for example didn't have a station of just new music you know what i mean yeah. everybody sends in their music you know you get a guy maybe like you know i want to even if it's a guy like eddie trunk or somebody who's listening to the new music whatever putting it out there playing it giving giving bands an opportunity because yeah. you know guys like us or bands like us and some of the bands you mentioned you know, you know what are the chances of us ever getting that type of opportunity because you know, the whole age of getting a record deal you know or getting any kind of big push or promotion from a record company is null and void it you know well, just doesn't for, happen anymore for rock so, bands it is i mean well the, for rock bands yeah for, bands for, like us for rap and hip-hop and the like well, yeah, that's it's uh, huge. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's mainstream, that, but but you know, Z Rock, the affiliate that we had down here, was pretty instrumental for John's bands back in the day, and and my bands, uh, they would they would go after the local scene. They would, and, and they'd and play they, our music, and they'd play yeah. our music, you know. Yep. Um, and then Nirvana took over. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. but, but you know, I mean, it, it's it, it's it's sad that there's not so much an outlet for 
for bands like like us, the kind of music that we play. Um, there's a couple of stations on on Sirius XM, um, you know, like Liquid Metal and and uh, Turbo and all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, there's for for what we what we do for what the music that we like to play and stuff. There's really not that much of an outlet. It's almost like a throwback to the '70s and '80s kind of. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I hate because you know you used to go watch MTV. You know you'd find so many new bands all the time, and now it's just like you know just you can't find anything. You know, and, and you got to hope hopefully hope to stumble across something. You know, like yeah, a friend exactly. would mention a band to you or whatever. And I hate that. You know, I, yeah. and I don't like the radio either. But I, it would be nice to finally hear some new bands on the radio. You know, instead of the same old junk all the time. Absolutely, I you're agree. On, yeah. you're, you're I realize I'm muted. Yeah, I mean, like we have a, a what they call an alternative rock station up here, ninety four three, the Shark. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I listen to it because you know sometimes they'll play a Pantera song, but Pantera yeah. hasn't been active since two thousand. You yeah, know, know, rest in peace, Dimebag and Vinny, of course. And yeah. it's like you know their idea of like we play you know you know great alternative music, and it's the same songs I heard thirty years ago. I know we alternative need to do- rock radio, and it's just like yeah. you know there's room for everything and there's good stuff out there that's new that needs to be heard as far as i'm concerned absolutely yeah well hopefully maybe somebody will take the reins on that and uh you know if we got one really huge band that kind of opened the doors for everybody just like quiet riot did in 1983 when their album went number one and it opened the doors for everybody all the la bands and everything if we have if a band like somebody just came along and just everybody grabbed onto it, we got to get the younger generation to grab onto the hard rock or whatever. Once they do, I mean, that that's the whole age group there that's going to start buying everything. Start, you know, hopefully one day before we die, maybe <laughs> it'll become mainstream again. I doubt it, but, you know, who knows? One can only hope. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, is there any new band out there now that you like, you really like uh, huge on? Oh, uh, one more. Well, besides yeah. their own band, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know that's a good question. Um, I can't really think anybody off the top of my head. Or any any bands that you've played with that you like that you've never heard of before, maybe that you came across. Um, no. Oh, I stumped them. Uh, yeah, you, you did. You got, you, and I know there. I know there's several of them out there, and I'm probably going to get a phone call. <laughs> uh, or a message or something and say, dude, really? But uh, I can't really think anything off the top of my head. Really ha- I really haven't. There is one I'm band sure. I think you guys should check out. They're a band called Images of Eden. Uh, they're I, on uh, Pavement Records. I I, what's that? I didn't think you were going to say that one. Well, there's also Project Resurrect, which <laughs> is Wayne's you. band too. Which you can find so, uh, ProjectResurrect.bandcamp.com. Those, those are two bands. Project <laughs> Resurrect, Wayne's band that I'm not in. <laughs> But they're good. But wait till you hear the stuff we do. And Images of Eden, they're on Pavement Records. I just saw okay. them open for Ingve Momsen. Uh, nice. They did the whole tour with Ingve the entire uh-huh. fall, and they were amazing. And right now they're in the studio cool. recording their new material, hoping to have them on my podcast again because I love those guys. And you know, I think they're, they'd be right up your alley. You, you definitely got to check out their cover of Triumphs Fight the Good Fight. Which Ooh, is really? another band oh, that was huge in Texas. Yes. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. man. So. Big time. Well, I just I just made a note of that, so I'm gonna check them out. Absolutely. Definitely. Love Great band. I think you guys would get along just well. And Wayne, can we can we find any of your music uh, online? My streaming? music is everywhere. Project Resurrect. Okay, Project Resurrect. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, check it everywhere. out. And Wayne's a bigger a whore too. for himself than Gene yes, Simmons. Just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> And then you can also cool. check out Rad Sound Review and Friends, and you can hear our cover songs as well. So anybody okay, listening, and then right. you guys can look that up too. That's good. Uh, yeah. that's good. Um, so now you guys are going to be playing with Ace fairly soon. Um, are you are you uh, playing outside of Texas anywhere, or or what's your tour schedule like? Um, right now, no, we're not. We haven't done anything. We just kind of play the whole gambit around, you know, here San Antonio, you know, and and uh, you know we have Dallas, and of course anything in Louisiana. But right now, we haven't been. We haven't been playing yeah. really anywhere. We've been staying here in Houston because that, you know, ever since COVID or whatever happened, what we're hoping is with the release of this, this double CD thing, uh, when we get it out there that hopefully we can maybe do some promo on it and maybe get out and start playing, uh, you know, a little out of here. I would love to do some stuff in the Midwest. Uh, you yeah. Know, that would be fantastic. We've got uh, 
some connections from uh, some radio stations in uh, the St. Louis area um, that could promote us. You know, I, I've met a few of the people there and our guitar player uh, knows a few people and that would help promote us in the, in the Midwest area. So we'll see what happens, but uh, that's, that's our ultimate goal is to try to get out there and try to get out, to get our music yeah. out and do some touring behind it. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, with this, with this, uh, this release that's, that's coming up in a couple of months, maybe hopefully we'll be invited to play some festivals. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Europe. I mean, that would be awesome. That's always been our, we've been talking about this since, you know, I can remember it's like yeah. one day, you know, maybe going to Europe and play and doing a festival. And actually uh, that'd be a bucket list. Ben, ben had a line on uh, the heat festival about three years ago in Germany, uh, you know, a promoter maybe getting us in on that. And uh, he said, well, the, the, right now the whole uh, roster's full, you know, maybe we can look at next year and that next year, of course, when COVID hit, so now things things start getting back to normal again, maybe, you know, and we got the release of the record, you know, maybe something will transpire and uh, we can get over there. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool to see you guys on M3 next year. That'd be great. That would be great. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. I, you know, fingers crossed, dude. Hopefully what a good word in for happen. us. Yeah, we don't know them, but I mean, you know, we'd love to see you guys on that. Show. Yeah. Wait, they, don't, they don't watch our show? Lou, make the call, dude. Come on. <laughs> You said that they watched the oh, show. Oh, Frankie's Pizza, one pepperoni, please. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure right. they watch this. I'm sure they do. Oh, Frankie's Pizza? No. Well, they might too. I don't have a Frankie's, but I mean, it's Geno's. I totally bullshit you. <laughs> have them deliver down to Texas. We need some of that good New York pizza down here. <laughs> have uh, you guys ever been to New York? Uh, I've been to Manhattan before. I'm sorry, you were from Jersey, so yeah. Yeah, I lived in, I lived in Jersey for a while, but uh, I got my brother lives in Philadelphia. And uh, so does my mom, and I have a, another brother in so, upstate. So sorry. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> hey, hey, they got the best cheesesteaks. What the they hell? do? Yeah, I hats. Hats is the shit. No, Tony Luke's. Yeah, yeah. or Gino's is good. Too, they had but, a to- yeah. They actually had a Tony Luke's franchise down here up until about two or three years ago. All of a sudden, it disappeared, and I was like, "What the fuck, man? I love it." <laughs> <laughs> my, Disgraziado. That's horrible. <laughs> um, I, I, I went to New York once. It was it was Manhattan. I think I was might have been nine or ten or some some. Mm. And uh, I think we got on one of the streets, left the hotel, and then five minutes, my mom's my mom's wallet got jacked. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd say uh, things have changed, but no, they haven't. <laughs> no, they haven't. So you oh, so well. you've seen Times Square then, haven't you? Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome I would, to New York. I would, yeah, I wouldn't advise doing that. I mean, we we took the train from Philly to into Newark, and then from Newark into Penn Station. And I mean, now nowadays, from what I hear, you don't know, if you're going to go anywhere near that. You know, nope. Yeah, it's, it's a death That's wish. Yep. Yeah. and it's very reminiscent of the movie Death Wish too. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, we need Is a Charlie a- Bronson. I didn't say that. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's not still reminiscent of the Warriors, is it? <laughs> Well, you're talking Brooklyn right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, I, I would say it's equivalent to Tromaville. I mean, very toxic Avengery, like around it. Oh. <laughs> hey, wasn't uh, wasn't Riot from uh, Long Island? Yeah, mm-hmm. they were. Think, they? Yeah, yeah. The Long Island or Brooklyn players. Lane. No, Mark Long Real, Island. Mark Real. I think. Yep. Uh, what about Guy Speranza? Was he also from? Uh, I think he was from San. I thought he was from San Antonio. Yeah, the Maybe early, the yeah, the early version of Riot was from Long Island, but then as they yeah. went on, like you know, yeah, it was different members and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, they were an awesome band. Um, Fire down, yeah, Fire Down Under, one of my favorite all-time albums. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like Swords and Tequila. Yeah. Yes, anyone yes, that starts off an album with a song like Swords and Tequila is all right by me. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Well, I know you guys got to get into uh, the studio to practice for your tour uh, next show. Yes. Right? No, they don't. We're having a good time. Stay, stay. <laughs> no, guys, I had to uh, switch my time because they got to go practice. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to do this again, uh, you know, whenever we get the new CD in. Yes, definitely. Uh, yep. you, you know, Wayne, give a listen to uh, Up the Annie and, uh, you know, and you'll you'll hear the, the Judas Priest stuff that we did and. Uh, We'd love to love to do it again. Yeah. You guys, yeah, can we will definitely have you on here. Yep, we love we'll to have you. Do that. Okay. Are you guys on Facebook? We are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I I went and liked your page already. Okay. But, All right. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm John Anthony Adams on Facebook, and or, or just find Love and War 
uh, send us yep, a message. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah I'll friend you. Donnie, okay. Sounds good. Donnie Bragg with a Y. Donnie Bragg. Okay. I'll yeah. find you on Facebook and I'll add you. All right. All right. Cool, very man. cool. And uh, where can people go and find you? Uh, website. Um, if you actually go to our Facebook page, you, you'll, there's a little notation right there of our website. It's uh, basically uh, love-and-war.com, if I remember right. But it, it'll t- if you just go to the Facebook page, you can get a, there's a link to the website. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can see all, all the updates and everything there. And the same thing on our Facebook page. We're also on Instagram. And uh, so, yeah, that, that'll, mm-hmm. that'll be all of our shows coming up whatever any any latest news will be now what's the facebook is it love and war is it love and war rock or it's just love and war love, all right, you're lucky because yeah. that's a it's a common name so it is very common yeah, yeah. um yeah. if you if you look for the uh bomber plane the cover yeah. of uh, edge of the world yeah. it, it, that's our that's cover it photo. So, <laughs> yeah. and cool. you can find them on all streaming platforms such as itunes and spotify so check them out yeah, you can. Yep, we're we're all out there. The first record is, and uh, hopefully uh, here pretty soon I'll get uh, up the ante on there as well. I dragged my ass on that one. Awesome, <laughs> I haven't got that one on there yet. <laughs> I hope so because people definitely need to hear that, and people definitely need Thanks, to hear guys. Edge of the World because it's a very good album, and everybody will enjoy it. So thank I, you so much. Thanks, Wayne. I thank you both, John and Donnie, for coming on the show. Lou, I don't thank you at all. No, no, thank you. Nice to meet you, brother. Thank you guys for nice to meet you guys. Yes, nice to meet you too. And everybody, we will see you next week. Ratsoutreview.com. Goodbye. Damone. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Rats Eye Review Network. Rats Eye Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show Rats Eye Review with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lowquist. We also have the official Rats Eye Review spinoffs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past and a King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Musings, The Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron, Beyond Bushido, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling and MMA with James Elquist and Eric Adams, no relation to the guy from Manowar or the mayor of New York City, The Vera Vault with Ralph Vieira, Schmackle of to you too, Ralph, the Timo Tolki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Tolki, The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry, Just the Cheese, Please, a podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam. The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. And the Music is Live podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsaw Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsawReview.com for more info. And to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsaw Review Network. We're, We're taking over.